People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm Matt, alongside Joe. Hey, what's up? And today, as always, we have wrestling on in the background. Today we're watching the greatest Royal Rumble, or at least allegedly the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, I know if you, you've already watched it. Uh, this is me, my, time, my first time watching it. Uh, as we see Triple H come out to the ring, just go one-on-one against John Cena. This was an interesting one, this, this event, uh, for me, and, and you as well, because on the show, we, we, we talk so much about women wrestling and how great it is that they're finally getting the respect that they deserve. They're not being treated as objects anymore. They're, they're wrestlers. Believe it or not, wrestler, female wrestlers are, are wrestling now, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> they do this show, and they're in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, None of the women are at the event, or at least that, that I know of. They, they didn't travel. None of the women traveled. No, none of them traveled. This isn't. This is an all male cast. This is what they they knew that going into it. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with them isolating female talent to to go make some dough in Saudi Arabia? No, you know what? And you and I just had this conversation before we started recording. No, I, I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with it because I get it. This is a big deal, and Saudi Arabia wanted them to come over and do the show there. And there's a lot of money tied up on both ends. And, you know, it's estimated that the WWE is making uh, in upwards about $200 million off of this show. It's a lot of dough. It is a lot of dough. And from a business standpoint, I completely understand that. But this has got to be like a big fucking slap in the face to the whole women's roster at this point. Like, yeah, you know, we we care about you, but you you just, no, we're, we're going to go do this show without you. And that's it. The reason I feel that way is because you clearly have at least one facility that you could use any given moment you want to. And guess what? You did not put any of the women on a card here in the U.S. at that facility. If it were me, okay, do we have to do this Saudi Arabia show? Sure. Okay, go and do it. I would have taken my women's roster. I would have set them up at the Performance Center, threw a card together, yeah. got some people who would not have wanted to attend the show. It would have been uh, an easy draw. Yeah, They could have kept, you know, they would have had their own card. You know, I I agree with that because let's look at it this way. So this weekend that you and I are recording this, Shine is putting on its fiftieth show. Congratulations to Shine Wrestling! Yes, congratulations, ladies. Shine and and Shimmer and other many other wrestling organizations exist, and they do this all the time. So you want to make two hundred million dollars? Who's to stop you? And, and I I said this earlier in the show or before we started recording the show that. This is where I probably become the bad businessman because I look at that women roster and I say I I can't pick making some making dollars that two hundred million dollars is a lot of money 
But WWE can make $200 million elsewhere, too. I can't disrespect my female roster like that. I just, I can't do that. You decided to go ahead and do it. Okay, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Friday, you do this show. Maybe Friday night, because remember, for us in the United States, this is a morning show. Yeah. Uh, you know, East Coast, it was, you know, t- t- noon. For everybody else, it was a morning show, start time. So, how about Friday night? Do a special Special one one night only. Raw and SmackDown NXT women together. Maybe throw in some some legends, if you will. Do something like that. Throw something together. Yeah. I mean, I... You have you have the platform and the network. It's not like it's costing any more. <laughs> exactly. You know, you could do it from Full Sail. You can do it from... I, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the arena in Atlanta, Georgia they're using for NXT. But you don't need a big arena. It could be a very intimate, like or like you said, the, the training facility down in Orlando. Very intimate setting. It doesn't matter how big the crowd is as you know you and i know that because we're independent wrestling fans what's inside that ring that's what matters the most and boom it's give them their own show their own their own highlight reel if you will and i don't just just make it right because it's it just i don't know anybody on the female roster that has come out and said that they're not happy they're, they're unhappy about this personally um and that could just be them not wanting to hurt their standing yeah, in the like company make waves yeah <laughs> I can't imagine it. It's not. It, it can't be the best feeling in the world, you know. And it's no disrespect to the Saudi Arabia. Uh, if we have any listeners from Saudi Arabia, hey, thank you for listening. Here in America, that's disrespectful. It has to be taken into account that once Jeddah Saudi Arabia is done with, and this Greatest World Rumble is over, and you come back to the United States, well, that doesn't mean anything now. You got your two hundred million dollars. Great. Now it doesn't mean anything. So now what? Why is Jeddah, why is Saudi Arabia, I should say, so so much special compared to other countries where they're getting this giant pay-per-view? So it just seems like maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's going to be more events, which means more events in which women don't compete, don't show up. From what I understand, this whole situation with Saudi Arabia is at least partially at the request of Saudi Arabia. They're trying to improve... Um, relations with neighboring countries and just in a general sense and so they thought this would be something that would benefit them in a positive manner and that's fine so i got no problem with uh international relationships no neither but. do i but you i think what makes this a little worse for me and i'm sure you'll agree here is this is coming at a time where they have been putting the the women consistently in a, on the cards at a much more substantial rate. Yeah, multiple and, times in a show. Yeah, multiple times in a show. Sometimes uh, the main event of on television. Just like this past Monday night on Raw. And, and you know, now, now, that, uh, now that we see all this kind of happen the way it happened, I wonder if that wasn't like a Hey, we'll give you guys the we'll give you ladies the <laughs> the main event on Monday Night Raw as kind of like a consolation for you not being able to attend and work in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Which if that's the case, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm appreciative of the ladies getting the spotlight, but at the same time, I think they they should have just had their own show, put together their own show. It, do, it doesn't have to be a big venue. It doesn't have to be obnoxiously expensive. Yeah. None, none of that. It just have let them have their own show. Right. I agree. Um, after watching, I, I, gotta, I always love when international countries have on American stuff. And I'm a hockey fan. I'm a huge, huge Anaheim's Ducks fan. 
Uh, unfortunately, we uh, didn't go very far this year in the playoffs. But uh, I, I found it interesting that there's a random Ducks shirt in the crowd. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool for me. As, as you were talking, I was like, "Wow, that's that's interesting," because it has nothing to do with wrestling, and he's just a random Ducks fan. Uh, <laughs> it was the Mighty Ducks logo too, so maybe he's, he's a Disney fan. But yeah, I, I agree, and it, it you know it, I just, I'm all about respecting the countries that they're in. Obviously, you have to, you should, um, you don't have to agree with it, but it is what it is. You know, just like when uh, they did India, the India tour. You know, Sasha Banks and and Alexa Bliss, they they went at it and they got huge pops, but they had to alter their their attire. They couldn't show skin above their their neck, yeah. pretty much. So it was, and they did it. They 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 had full body suits and they still put on the match. I never saw the match. I'm not gonna say it was good or bad, but they put on a match. I'm all about respecting customs, but it's at the same time you have to appeal to as many of your roster as you possibly can. And we're not talking about just a few people here. We're talking about an entire. Gen- that's continuously growing on your roster if they can't do the saudi arabia show you know it sucks you know but it is what it is i don't make it right make it right for for them make it right for the fans you're all you're all about preaching to the kids because you're a pg show you're all about the kids what message does that send to all the little girls out there exactly you're not you're not welcome everywhere in the world so i mean just deal with it because we want to make some money (laughs) that's shitty that's that's really shitty that's not good you know it's it's not Sami Zayn also didn't go for religious reasons which again that's that's his prerogative and and if he didn't feel welcome then he didn't feel welcome and and i don't blame him i'm not sure i'm i'm very ignorant on the uh the muslim religion so i don't i didn't know there was different kinds yeah in a, in, a, in a nutshell he's like I said, he or like I said before we started recording, I think more or less what it was was he's he's kind of like the wrong kind of Muslim, okay. so to speak. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know anything about the. Uh, I'm Christian, so I don't, I don't know. I noticed too the show, like you have this giant bowl, and then you have seats like ringside seats, and then giant gaps. Yeah, so giant gaps between the ringside and the bowl. Do you, do you have any idea to why that is? It just seems really odd. No, I, I don't know the reasoning uh, for the setup. It does seem odd, especially if you're there to make a lot of money, unless this was something that was more or less asked for by whoever is in charge of the venue. Yeah, because it's, it's weird, because if they're making $200 million, I'm assuming they're getting paid by... They're being paid up front because it's not a sold out show. Yeah, there's a, there's tons of empty. Nah, I don't say tons, but a, a number of empty seats throughout the uh, the venue that I've seen, and it's cert- I mean, I don't know what they're charging for a ticket. But and, and well, you know what? I don't know what they're charging for tickets, and also I don't know how many tickets were given away. Yeah. So I mean, even if that's the case, like if they were giving away tickets, if they were paper in the place, then <laughs> that still kind of sucks because they didn't. They're there's clearly seats available. Yeah, I know it's John Cena here with uh, without his uh, without his girl or fiance now. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this little little interesting fact. He he made her sign a uh, a document that once they broke up. Seventy five pages. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, he's well prepared for this, I guess. I mean, kudos to him, I guess, for not wanting to go through any legal troubles, but. Holy shit! Yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. I'm not as far as that goes. I'm not in John Cena's shoes, uh, nor do I care to be. 
<laughs> but you don't want a cigar room in your house? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I really don't know what to what exactly to say to that. I mean, you're right. I guess he is prepared in the legal sense, but that is kind of off-putting. If you have to be that prepared, you probably should just not get in relationships. It, it, yeah, know? and 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 well, yeah. Obviously, I mean, she's pretty upset, you know, and about the breakup and everything, and. I, I I would be too. I mean, you don't. If I were John Cena, I would not have gotten into a relationship. Yeah. At, at least nothing like that meaningful. I mean, he asked her to marry him in front of thousands of people, li- <laughs> live in attendance, and then millions, millions yeah. watching at home. To bring our inner Michael Buffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's um, wow. It's yeah, it's it's really weird to to, you know. I mean, we you know I know about prenups and all that stuff. Like I, I mean, I'm a married man. I don't I don't have one of those, and and that's that's my preference. And you know, really, I I didn't have the stuff that Cena has when I got married. And I don't know. I just if you have to go that route, I just I is it, is it ever really love? I mean, this is not a love show. We're not, we're not, you know, yeah, we're love not. doctors here. But <laughs> I just, it's, you know, it's just weird. I, I when I when I heard about that, I just found that just strikingly odd that he had her sign all that stuff while they were dating, just dating. You yeah, know? they weren't even married. Yeah, but going back to the whole women thing, there was another interesting topic uh, of discussion when it comes to. Uh, a woman, one particular woman here, uh, and that's Alexa Bliss, who has technically been in matches, but hasn't been actively competing uh, since WrestleMania. And I, we just found out earlier this week that it was due to a certain surgery. Yeah, she <laughs> she went and had uh, breast augmentation done, and. <laughs> I, there's a lot of mixed feelings about this. Sure. Um, and I agree with, with them. <laughs> I don't, obviously, neither Matt nor myself know Miss Bliss um, personally. So Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, so we don't know, you know, this is all um, hearsay and, yeah. and, and rumor and speculation, but... Yep. I bring this up because of how this company has been in the past. So let me explain. So she goes she goes under the knife and she gets the breast enhancement done. And that is her reason for taking time off. From the sounds of it, she's going to be back for their backlash pay-per-view in, scheduled for it, yeah. in, in the month of May. Mm-hmm. Whether or not she competes is a whole different thing, but... From the sound of it, from everything we're reading online, it sounds like she's going to come back and basically take the title back, like right away. So, being that, with that information out there, again, even though it's still rumor and and speculation at this point, I can't help but wonder, because of this company's past and in the way uh, their women talent have been treated at times... I have to ask the question, how much of this is the company's doing? How much of this is the company saying, hey, 
you're going to be our champion for a while. You might want to think about looking a certain way. Now, I'm not saying that's something that's right to do. Like, I'm not saying that's very moral on anyone's part, but... Well, they are an entertainment company. To me, that's not a good fucking excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm saying that's what entertainment companies do. To is, is female under, talent. Yeah, is entertained. And, and, uh, yeah. Sex and, sells. Is, yeah, sex sells. Know. No, I get that. I totally get that. And again, this is all speculation, so I'm not going to sit here and say that this is the truth of the matter. But I can't help but wonder, just because of uh, past instances. Yeah, I mean, past, look at some of the past champions that have been champions for a long time or multiple or many reigns look at a trish stratus for example um certainly she had the cleavage that they would want prior to coming to wwe but i mean it's it 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 was very it's it's very obvious that someone that looked like her was the one that continuously won she was essentially the john cena of the women's division in the 2000s. And let's not forget, too, it's with this company, it's been more than just breast, breast uh, augmentation. It's been nose jobs. Look at Paige. You know, liposuction, mm-hmm. things like that. So it it wouldn't surprise me if, if there was a little truth to if, this matter. If, if that is, I, I find it very disturbing that they do this for many reasons, but for the immediate reason of, Nia Jax just wins the, the, the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And they do this whole uh, anti-bullying thing. You know, if you've ever been bullied, because you know, for her, it's because of, of her weight. She's plus size. Um, and they have poked fun at that, uh, especially with the Alexa Bliss character. She, they definitely have poked fun at her weight. And it was that feel-good... Uh, story, if you will, that they were going with, where it's like she overcame the the bullying and now she's the champion, the after all you know, persevering and all that stuff. And then you you would turn around and say, "Hey, Alexa, you need bigger breasts. You need to look a certain way." And all while we're feeding the fans, this whole it doesn't matter how you look. It's all about what's you know. What, what beats inside your body, your heart, you know, all that stuff. And it's like such a contradiction that it almost is, it, it, it has WWE written all over it, unfortunately. It, it does. It really does. Uh, you know, and it's, it's a shame, too, because, you know, I've said it on the show. I said it on the WrestleMania uh, uh, hype show, WrestleMania Weekend hype show, that, you know, I, I, I like Alexa Bliss for... <laughs> For multiple reasons, she's. I mean, she does it say that she's beautiful is an understatement, and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a happily married guy, but I look, of course, and it's. I never really looked at her and said she's small chested. I mean, it's <laughs> never really came about <laughs> right, that right. way, and you know, it could be the attire and stuff like that, and all of it too is I just don't care, but I I noticed it right away. From her Instagram post, um, Alexa Bliss, when she's not wrestling, she she really doesn't show off a whole lot of skin. Uh, it's just really not her style, I guess. You know, she's usually wearing jeans, t-shirt, whatever. I don't know. But lately, she's been posting uh, Instagram posts of her in a bikini. And they're clearly showcasing 
her cleavage. And my like subconscious thought was, that's different. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, I see the post to why she wasn't competing, which I wasn't really even paying attention. I thought they were just doing this whole angle. You know, and plus she was in the ten woman tag team match on Raw, but then it dawned on me like, yeah, she didn't actually compete in the match. She was just there. She was just there. She was on the apron. It's just like, wow, that's why, you know. And I guess to contradict the or or, or counter argue your point, which I I'm not saying I disagree with, but just a little little thought to to think about is that. Alexis Kaufman, the the woman behind Alexa, Alexa Bliss, she's she's been known to have issues with body shaming in the past. Uh, she's during her younger days, she had a lot of issues with her weight, and she battled anorexia for quite some time before she took up bodybuilding uh, and, and took up healthy eating. So. It could be one of those things where she wasn't satisfied with her with her looks. Uh, you know, she there's women out there who out of nowhere do this and get this surgery done, and you know it, it is what it is. Uh, so it could be could be that too. So I don't know. It 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 just there's so many things about this company about the WWE that just really strike me as I guess odd that that they. These things happen, and they're kind of seem to still whether they're part of it or not, whether they were the part of the deciding factor or not. They're at the forefront of it all, and it just I kind of have to lean towards your theory a little bit, just because yeah, you know what one th- one one thing we haven't mentioned so far, and it's kind of like a, a different point of view of the same situation here is. I also want to know if anyone, before she got the the surgery done, if anyone from the company set her aside and asked her, like, hey, could you not do this? Yeah. I mean, clearly, they, you know, they, they only have so much control over over the people they employ. Right. You know, and, and I'm not trying to relegate this to the, uh, the equivalent of getting a tattoo. Sure. But... At the same time, it, it it's kind of like the same situation where when it involves creative control or a certain look, then yeah, along those lines, it is kind of the same thing with surgeries and tattoos and whatnot. So right. I can't, I can't, I would like to know, I would like to be that fly on the wall and like, did anyone approach her and ask her if this is completely necessary or did did anyone try to dissuade her from yeah. doing this would, that, that would be really interesting to know well not only just in management i, I wonder if any of her fellow like her colleagues that too yeah said, hey wh- why you know is there something going is, is, is there something deeper going on than than this you know because because again you know it, what would what, what, what the red flag for me is is the past history that she has as, an, as a person where she looked at herself and and really just had self-loathing and maybe there's something deeper going on with her too so it's it's hard it's hard to to speculate because this is so brand new but it'll be interesting to to hear in in the upcoming weeks if uh, she comes out and says the reason why yeah definitely um going back to the the greatest Royal rumble I'm looking at the the Wikipedia page because 
I don't know if I'm going to watch this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed here that uh, that Triple H and John Cena, with the exception of the Royal Rumble match itself, they, they had the longest match. And here we have Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto for the Cruiserweight title. And it's like you guys get less time than these old dudes that can't go anymore. Got I, I got a problem. I just I have a major problem with it. It, it has less time than a ladder match too. You or, know, or more you, time, you know what? Say. It's uh, clearly they were trying to bring out the, you know, the household names, the the major stars. Yeah, I get that. You know, and, and give it star power, and it sucks because, let's face it, from a from an actual wrestling fan standpoint. I don't want to see John Cena and Triple H go at it. <laughs> no. Even if they open the show, I I could really give two shits. Yeah. I would rather see, I would rather you give me uh, less of that and more of this Cruiserweight match. You know, and seeing that this is no longer, uh, obviously since we're watching it now that it's, it's no longer uh, live. So I'm going to spoil just a little bit here. Uh, look at some of these shitty finishes. AJ and Shinsuke, double countout. Double countout. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here, here again, you have the opportunity. Okay, here, here's my point. All right, so people who are, are going to disagree with me on this, you know, John Cena and Triple H should be the you know the, uh, a longer match because they're the household names. Look, you and I work retail, right? We we well, I don't work retail anymore. But <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, when things go on sale, you bring people in with these crazy sales, right? Mm-hmm. And then once they're there, your whole goal is to get them to shop. Yeah, their whole shop more, shop more. <laughs> so, think of it. Take that mentality and bring it into wrestling here. John Cena and Triple H. That's your sale items right there. Yeah, that's your gimme item. Yeah, come, come, come see. We got John Cena and, and Triple H. We got the Undertaker in a casket match. You shouldn't want to see Undertaker in a casket match anymore. The dude's pushing 55, 60 years old now. I don't want to see that. But it's like, okay, since you're here, hey, look what else we got. We got Sergio Alexander and, and Kalisto. We got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, we got a four-man ladder match with, you know, Rollins, Balor, Joe, and, and The Miz. You know, I'm not the biggest Miz fan or, or Finn Balor fan, but still, it's a ladder match, and they can put on a good show. Like, that's those are the ones that, like, the, we bring you in this with these matches. We keep you with these matches. And it's just like, no, we're going to give John Cena Triple H almost 16 minutes, and everybody else is less, with the exception of the Royal Rumble. That's only because there's 50 guys. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's that's the, the, the issue that I have because this is not they're not the only company that that does stuff like this where they bring in uh, household names. You see it in independent wrestling all the time. Independent wrestling, they'll you'll, you'll highlight, you'll bring back, you know, like with PCW Ultra, they brought back Rob Van Dam, who can still go, but he's not the Rob Van Dam of old. You know, Rob Van Dam of ECW days. But it's like, while you're here, we have Shane Strickland. You know, we have all these other guys. Some guys that you've heard of from other companies. Some guys that you you haven't heard of. You know, this is why you stay. And that's why I stayed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, and 
that's that's it's great marketing to push that. You know, we have this guy, we have that guy, we have this guy. You know, even guys who are relevant. You know, we have Kenny Omega. Oh fuck yes, but it's like well we also have him too. You know, or her, and you know this and that. Again, wrestling is the ultimate variety show, and it's like they they they're okay with just giving you the pop. And reason why I say the pop because if you are familiar with the grocery industry, you don't make money off the pop. No, you, no, you never make money off of soda or pop, whatever you want to call it. You never do. So, yeah, you bought pop, but that's all you. That's all you got from us. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't buy the meat. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's. I just I saw this. I'm looking down this card, and I just like this is this is complete crap. So enough of this greatest Royal Rumble bull crap, if you will. Uh, we're still gonna watch, but yeah, it's it's we're gonna half-ass watch. That's what I do with most WWE shows, anyways. <laughs> uh, You're really not missing that much. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally not. Um, I want to talk about something that we mentioned back at episode ten, and I want to talk about the one of the. I want to talk about the draw. The draw. Hashtag Sam- the draw. Sammy Callahan lighting up the wrestling world right now. Again, if you don't know what's going on with Sammy Callahan, you you, you need to get yourself caught up with this guy. Uh, you know what? Let, let's take him back. Let's take him back. We'll do it in a nutshell. Ready? Here it goes. So there's an Impact Wrestling taping uh, roughly, what, three months ago now where Sammy Callahan was a part of a tag team match against Eddie Edwards and there was a spot in the match where there was a chair involved. Yeah, there was a chair. The chair was on top of Eddie Edwards' face. So the chair is open and is supposed to be balanced on Eddie Edwards' chest. And you have all that going on and Sammy Callahan brings a baseball bat to the ring. Now, what was supposed to happen was Sammy Callahan was supposed to hit the chair which would eventually drop, you know, put all that pressure onto Eddie Edwards' chest and or throat. But what actually happened was the baseball bat hit the chair at an awkward angle angle, and essentially bounced off the chair and onto Eddie Edwards' face. And immediately Edwards leaves the ring. He rolls out of the ring. He goes straight to the back. He's calling for a doctor. Come to find out, uh, his orbital bone broken. Yeah. Um, he had stitches on his face in two different places, I believe. I think his nose was broke, mm-hmm. and I think his part of his cheekbone was fractured. Honestly, given the situation, I, that's bad. But man, he got lucky. <laughs> he it did get lucky. It, it, he could have easily lost sight mm-hmm. permanently, things like that. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen. So you have this this botch, botched move, botched situation that goes on. And I'm not saying botches are not uncommon, but ones involving uh, weapons or, or props or, you know, what have you. Something of this magnitude, it, yeah, that's, that's kind of a rarity in pro wrestling. You don't often see stuff like this. So it happens, it's, you know, it... There's nothing anyone can do about it except, it, you know, it's just damage control at this point. Yeah. Eddie goes to the hospital. He gets patched up. What have you. 
Well, Sammy Callahan turns around and does what, and again, I'm probably the the non-popular point of view on this, but Sammy Callahan did what any savvy professional wrestler should do or would do, and that's he took this, what we call a shoot, or what is referred to as a shoot in, in pro wrestling, and turned it into a work, meaning a story. Yeah. He, he, he took reality and turned it into a story. Kudos to him. I think that was a hell of a smart move on his part. But here's where the water's getting murky and gray, folks, because <laughs> if you listen to Sammy Callahan, and he makes a valid point, he will tell you that he's been getting nothing but negativity from uh, most of the people in the wrestling world right. for doing what he did. And... You know what? I I can understand that given the current climate of of our society and pro wrestling in general. It did come across like he might have purposely tried to hurt him. And the only reason I say that is because if you go back and look at the spot where it happened, yeah. He easily could have done something something else or something different. Still accomplish the same thing. And probably not have hurt Eddie Edwards. And then you could have avoided all of this. Yeah. But fast forwarding back to uh, the the current state of the situation. <laughs> you have Eddie Edwards. He took the reality of the situation. Turned it into a story. The first thing he did <laughs> was basically uh, come out and cut a promo. He got on camera and, and did an interview where he 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 essentially didn't apologize. He wouldn't apologize. That got him even more heat. And then he came out with a t-shirt. A t-shirt, yeah. With Eddie's face all bandaged up and it said I broke Eddie Edwards's face. <laughs> now, for those of you who are not familiar, there's a similar situation that happened years and years and years ago with Greg the Hammer Valentine and Chief Wahoo McDaniel. Okay. And there's an infamous shirt out there where Greg the Hammer Valentine took the time out in a match and broke Chief Wahoo McDaniel's leg. And he had a shirt made up that said, I broke Wahoo's leg. Very infamous shirt. M- much much the, the way Sammy Callahan is getting a lot of negative uh, feedback or backlash from this, it was the same thing for Greg the Hammer Valentine. But... That's what bad guys do, folks. Bad guys are bad guys. They're heels. They're supposed to do stuff like this. In my eyes, Sammy Callahan did nothing wrong. With the exception of possibly maybe being a little more... Not understanding, but a a little more cordial with Eddie Edwards after the fact. Because I know he has come out... I think it was on Chris Jericho's podcast where... He said there there was a point where him and Eddie had not talked since the since the incident. So that would have been one thing I would have rectified. Yeah, when it comes to actually hurting somebody in the ring, uh, that's the first thing you gotta you gotta take care of. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with what you say. And for those who are new to the wrestling industry and think that we're 
complete maniacs for <laughs> for thinking that this is okay. This is it's as you mentioned with the Greg Valentine and, and Wahoo McDaniel situa- situation. It's not new to the company. It's been done before. I much more recently. Yeah, and I'm looking at here because uh, all this brought up to me was the the infamous SummerSlam '97 when Owen Hart broke Stone Cold's neck via the the Tombstone Piledriver. My wife still hates Owen Hart to this day for that. She she despises him. She doesn't like wrestling, but she loves Stone Cold. You know what that means? Owen Hart did his job <laughs> as a heel. <laughs> Owen Hart did the job as a heel. The one thing I will say, though, is Bret Hart has gone on record saying that the one thing he wished his brother would have done was apologize to Austin for, for what happened. Um, and I agree with that. I, I agree. With, obviously, if you break a guy's neck, the first thing, you you know, I don't want to sound so, I, I guess, so cold here, but I guess the one thing you say is, hey, my bad. That was on me. No, but yeah. At least acknowledge it. At least acknowledge it. And and from from what I understand out of all this situation with Sammy Callahan is he has not done that. And that is that is my only issue yeah. with this whole thing. Is it okay for him to turn this into a work and make money from it? Yes. This that is this is part of the wrestling business, folks. Whether you're talking pro wrestling or sports entertainment. Yeah. It it happens the same way in both in both veins. We talk about here earlier as uh, we again we were watching the Greatest Royal Rumble with the the whole women thing it, not being there. It's it's about making money to to WWE. Okay, that's part of the business. It's a business. So you you're, you're professional wrestling, and you know spoiler alert. It's it's not real. Oh no! <laughs> I I always hate spoiling that for you guys. I, I think I just lost more hair, man. <laughs> but but with with everything, accidents happen all all the time. They happen all the time, and thankfully, most of the time they are very minor to where nobody really notices them. But these things do happen, and the first thing the people that know anything about promoting whether you are a promoter or a wrestler by promoting the a product is you take anything that happens and you just you run with it you know you go back to when chris benoit and i mentioned this on the show before he broke sabu's neck he was about to do a back by drop and or no it was actually a pancake supposed to be a one of our flapjack or whatever you want to call flapjack, it pancake. yeah and and sabu last last second decides he wants to land on his back and doesn't give himself enough time and completely lands on his head breaking his neck and it actually wasn't chris benoit's fault but certainly it because he was the guy that did the move it he would take the blame at least on screen not necessarily by the guys in the back Chris Benoit was so worried about Sabu, and all he kept asking was about Sabu. And Paul Heyman, all he kept talking about was what they were going to do with Chris Benoit's character because now he crippled Sabu. Henceforth, the crippler mm-hmm. became, became a Chris Benoit. And if you are a fan, any kind of fan of Chris Benoit, you re- you recognize that nickname because that stuck with him throughout the rest of his career, yes. and so that's that's the point that we're trying to make is you take something bad. Obviously, Sabu breaking his neck, bad, very bad. Um, thankfully, he would end up being okay and still have a successful career. But 
you take something bad and you make something you you take you take shit and you turn it into gold. And that's what that's what Paul Heyman did with Chris Benoit. That's what Owen Hart did when he broke Stone, Stone Cold's neck. He run he had a great great promo with and he had and he had his own t shirt too, Owen three sixteen. I just broke your neck as I'm looking at it here. And again, that was done to put heat on him yeah. because he was the heel. He was the heel. That's that's how you that's how you take real life and you and you turn it into a script, a a work. And you know, we we've seen it with with other things too where guys have taken fake things like uh the Sandman being blind, uh being blinded. Via candlestick, I believe, mm-hmm. or Singapore cane, and he wasn't really didn't get hurt from that in that sense. But he took it and he stayed home and sold sold that angle. So there's there's two sides to to how you do this. In this case, you're talking about guys really getting hurt, and although that's not okay, they're them getting hurt. Just like with anything else, life doesn't stop. The the business doesn't stop, and. What Sammy Callahan did with the Eddie Edwards thing, it was saying, whether he admits to or not, it's taking something that he fucked up with, with the, the whole baseball bat, and the business doesn't stop. You know, it's not like, oh, because Eddie Edwards has a broken orbital, like, my career's done. It's, what do you do now? And it's, you take something that is so dramatic, so so tragic in this case, because he could have been really serious, and you... You say, ha ha, look what I did. And all those people that are pissed off about it, all the fans that are pissed off about it, you're supposed to. That's that's what he's trying to do. That's a heel work. You don't have to like it, but at the same time, you're probably still watching to see what happens next. You probably want to see him get a get a piece of, 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 of a taste of his own medicine. Again, that's what he wants you to want from him yeah he he's he's a heel he's a bad guy that's that's what he wants he wants you to be pissed off at him to the point where it aggravates you and you he wants to instill that that sensation in you where you want to see him get his comeuppance yeah and guess guess which way to do that is either via pay-per-view or attending live either way that's what he's trying to do yeah i mean because let me let me ask let me ask you guys this um, and please let me let me know what you think. If Sammy Callahan comes on, goes in the ring, and says, "I'm sorry, Eddie Edwards, for what I did," are you? Do you gonna care? Are you gonna care about this 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 rivalry anymore? You know, no. It's it's not it's not the same thing. It's it's when it was. Yeah, I did it. So what? What are you gonna do about it? Then it's just like, oh, oh, you're gonna be like that. Okay, now it's now it's on. That's that's storytelling right there. It, think of any movie you see. Are, are, are the bad guys apologetic for what they do? Maybe at the end when the good guy finally gets the piece of their ass. Maybe, just maybe. But usually it's like, all right, you got me. You know, I mean, was is a Joker ever apologetic for what he does to Batman? No. Not unless <laughs> Batman's right about to beat his ass. And yeah. then, it's again, it's that classic cowardly heel thing where he does back down. Yeah. But it's never with any real intention because he still wants to kill Batman. Exactly. So, that's... that's To, to me, I, again, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said about the Sammy Callahan situation. In, including the fact that I wish he would 
have apologized, apologized make amends with, with Eddie Edwards. You know, it, obviously Eddie Edwards is the professional in the sense that he's taking something that could have been life-altering, uh, potentially even life-ending, and saying, "Let's all right, I'm okay with it. Let's do the work. And now there's there's another situation to add to this, and Sammy Callahan has a problem with it, and that is apparently he is under the impression, for whatever reason, that Eddie Edwards is kind of being a hypocrite in this situation because oh, okay. because Ed, yeah, Eddie Edwards apparently went on Bubba Ray's podcast and essentially changed his mind and and is now in a roundabout way saying that maybe Sammy did this on purpose okay to get himself over as a heel so going into business for himself as opposed to sticking to the script but Sammy has a problem with this because if Eddie Edwards truly felt that way and he stuck to his guns he would not participate in the situation. Right. But he has. Right. He has come out with his own shirt or shirts, and he is now making money off of those. So that is where Sammy Callahan has uh, kind of, uh, how did he put it, all his give-a-fucks are, are broken. <laughs> so he's he's fed up with things like that. He's fed up with this whole, um, the business is kayfabe, the business has no kayfabe you know, back and forth. All of this is coming to a head for him, and he's genuinely pissed off. Is he using that to become that much more of a heel? Or as I like to to call him, the ultra heel? Of course he's using it, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's, he's a happy camper doing all of this. And, and to make matters worse, uh, he, he basically came out on Jericho's podcast and told everybody that the people in charge of uh, Impact Wrestling, kind of stepped to him and told him one way or another, like, hey, you need to go out of your way to make this situation right. And when he tried to do that, he was also told, you need to tone tone shit down. So he's like, you know, when you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. The business can't be no kayfabe and then all of a sudden have kayfabe. And I I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. The, the, we're we're in the age of smart fans. Yeah. And if if you think of this as anything different, then you're, I'm sorry, you're you're completely out of the loop because everybody, to some extent, is a smart fan, whether you want to be or not. It's in your face all the time, especially if you're a peruser of the internet. Yeah. Even for five fucking minutes a day, it's out there. And to sit there and portray otherwise, it makes you a sports entertainer. You know, you have WWE announcers who are told by their company, you can't acknowledge X, Y, and Z, and you can only acknowledge A, B, and C. Right. And that's fine. It works for them because they have their own, they portray their company as their own universe. And to them, it's not professional wrestling. It's sports entertainment. Everybody else, it's wrestling. Yeah. And unfortunately, you don't have that luxury. You can't sit there. And and, and I, at this point, I don't know why you would want to be like the big guys, meaning the WWE, because although their product is popular, 
it isn't popular in professional wrestling. <laughs> you know, it's it's its own beast. So, Sammy Callahan, kudos to you. I applaud just about everything you're doing right now. Minus not uh, initially apologizing to Eddie Edwards. Right. And then as far as this whole thing with him and Kevin Sullivan, that's become its own thing too. Because you have Kevin Sullivan who took the bump and it was unplanned. And again, Callahan kind of went into business for himself. If you listen to that YouTube interview with Hannibal... Sullivan kind of is his own devil's advocate. He sees where Callahan was wrong into going business for himself, into business for himself. But then he can also understand the the other point of view. And so it it makes for a very wishy-washy interview. But he he at the end of the interview, he says Sammy Callahan is going to come across the wrong guy at some point. And he, he will get a taste of his own medicine. And, and and unfortunately, I really do think that's the karma to this whole situation. And and that should be a, a, a situation interesting in and of itself when and if it does happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And Sammy Callahan, I, I would probably assume that he's prepared for that, uh, that backlash. He he sounds yeah he sounds very prepared. <laughs> so you know for anybody that's that's ready to take a shot at Sammy Callahan, I mean you you're not gonna catch him off guard. So it's that should make some inter- interesting TV for sure. <laughs> uh, to, to talk about Impact Wrestling, I mean as as far as uh, Don Callis and um, Scott Demore go, the only thing I can say uh, to I guess defend their their reasonings to to. to that tells Sammy Callahan to tone down is the the fact the the unfortunate slash fortunate position that they're in and, and, and being this television show with sponsors and everything like that. I don't know if they're getting pressure from from those entities to say, hey, this guy, this guy might be a little bit too much for what we want. Um, you know, case in point, the and it wasn't necessarily it had nothing. To, I mean. I guess it's 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 contradictory because they aired the the segment with uh, Eddie Edwards on Pop TV. That's just their channel that they're on. They aired that portion, but the the barbed wire massacre match that he was involved in that was too hot for TV. They had to air that on Twitch. I don't know if it's one of those things where still Pop TV sees what's going on with him. They saw the the backlash that it's getting with uh, the the community and certain a lot of the fans that you know the, the 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 negative reaction to it that maybe just maybe it's a we might have to pull the plug on this guy. I don't know if that's the case or not. I'm not too familiar with how Pop TV does business, but I do know that there's for sure at least a line that they're not willing to cross when it comes to hardcore wrestling. That's a definite, and it it, it kind of. It kind of complicates things too if they are a syndicated if if Impact Wrestling on Pop TV is syndication. If it's syndicated TV, then you do run that chance of the the product you're putting out there being aired at different times in different markets. Yeah. And that can be a real problem for for those of you who are horror fans. 
this happened years and years and years ago with the Nightmare on Elm Street television show. It was syndicated television, so everything was done in advance, you know, much, you know, for long periods of time. You were talking like, you know, at least half a dozen episodes in advance. And then they were shipped out to different markets for syndicated television. Well, there's only one problem with syndicated television and something of that nature. They can run it whenever the hell they want. Right. So the downfall in that case with the Nightmare on Elm Street television show was you had that program going on primetime television <laughs> in place, in regions of the country like the Bible Belt. Yeah. So at 6.30 and 7 o'clock at night when most people were probably enjoying things like Wheel of Fortune... <laughs> you had Nightmare on Elm Street, the television show <laughs> happening. And, of course, that lit a fire under people's asses. And guess what? It got them booted off there and eventually canceled. Could cause some problems, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So, yeah, if that's the case, I could see where Impact is, is kind of feeling the, the pressure. But other than that, man, why wouldn't they want this attention? Yeah, you're tra- You're trying to grow the business. And I'm sure both Demore and Callis realize this so maybe that's why they they didn't say knock it off completely they said tone Tone it down down. you know i mean that's that's exactly what i'm trying to like my point is when it comes to sally sammy callahan this i'm gonna ask you this question i already know the answer to it is rhetorical but is there such thing as bad heat in professional wrestling there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be at there all. There shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, the <laughs> the the climate we're in now, it seems like this is a thing. But guess what? If you're a heel and, and you get heat, any kind of heat, that's what you want. That's, that's you your want. job. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a heel and you're in the business, this is your job to get as garner as much heat as humanly possible. Yeah, it's, 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 it's as black and white as that. You are you're there to piss people off. You know you could be a, a comedic like the Miz. That's what you're kind of all used to. Not all you. I apologize about that. But many of the WWE universe is accustomed to. That's your kind of heel that you deal with. Is the this goofy uh, comedic antagonize you by calling you dummies or whatever. That's the heel that you you're accustomed to, and that's fine. That that still works. I don't like the Miz. I find him annoying, and that's kind of the purpose. That's that's what he does. But then you take a guy like Sammy Callahan, where he is he's violent. He is unsafe as far as the character goes. I still don't believe that he's unsafe as the whole package professional wrestler. I don't believe that at all. But you have that character that is completely unsafe. That he's willing to go as far as possible as necessary to get what he wants and if that means breaking somebody busting them wide open he'll do it and you so many of you look at that as well that has no place in this business well i'm sorry but that's been going on longer than you and i've been decades around. and decades and decades <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's not new it's it's not a new what we're talking about is in some brand new phase it's just it's kind of been a lost art for a long time. That's that's for true. That's, and that's definitely true. When somebody is willing to do that, you know, Sammy Callahan, whether you like him or not, is taking a major risk with his career by doing this kind of work. And 
I don't know what to make of the Eddie Edwards or the Kevin Sullivan remarks because it seems very contradictory to everything that I've seen and heard prior. But with that being said, it's obviously people know this now. People are aware of this. And Sammy Callahan has no intentions for the foreseeable future to tone things down, if you will. So he's ready for the backlash. He's prepared for the backlash. You know, he's not an idiot. He Keep in mind, he is a booker of his own right, so he knows how to book, and that's what he's doing. But if he's doing it just for himself, fine, but I don't. I still don't believe that either because let's also face facts here. How many people outside of the wrestling business have been talking about Eddie Edwards, and now he's on TMZ, or at least he's being talked about on TMZ? I'm not much of a TMZ fan. I'm not much into celebrity gossip, but it's TV. Yeah. You're on you're you're on national TV now being mentioned because somebody busted your face with a baseball bat. It's not the way you want to do it, but it's done. It's done. <laughs> it got you there. <laughs> so yeah, I I love to hear you guys opinions on it. Yes, please. You can catch us on our website 20x20crew.com. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com/20x20. You can also check us out on our Facebook group. That's 20x20 Wrestling Talk. If you're not a member, please message one of us and uh, let us know you're interested. We'll definitely add you to the group. Uh, You can send your hate tweets to (laughs) at 20x20crew on Twitter. And we're available on Instagram too, instagram.com. Slash 20x20crew. Make sure you use the hashtag on safe. You can talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we're going to go pay some bills real quick. Stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to wear. Hell no, I'm not better. But I am smarter. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Rays. Rays will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information. Information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! We're back, folks. Thanks again for uh, all the support and um, helping us pay bills there. Uh, we were talking about essentially how to be a heel. <laughs> it's kind of weird because, you know, I, getting into something like this and talking about something like this, I, me personally, I never thought we would have a conversation like this. But I guess it's one of those things like a, a hazard of the the business per se you you eventually got to kind of explain stuff like this especially to people who i just thought i wouldn't be 
I, I thought I wouldn't have to explain to a lot of people what exactly a heel is supposed to do. And to me, it's just kind of a foreign process. <laughs> you're a bad guy. You're supposed to be bad. <laughs> and, and, I, you know, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. I, I know some of this, there's like a small percentage or a percentage of this conversation that has to do with people who buy things like Bullet Club shirts and then don't really know what the fuck they're getting into. You know, that kind of a fan. I can understand that, having to explain that to some some of those people. Yeah. Because they're just, they're, they're posers, they're, they're hipsters just trying to be popular. But still, even even of that, even of the, the whole entire crowd of people needing an explanation, that's still probably not that significant of a percentage, for me anyway. I, I think just like with uh, with everything else in in life, everything kind of comes full circle. So it doesn't surprise me that we have to explain this to, to people because there's a lot of newcomers, and that's that's okay. That I get. Yeah, that's what we want. We want newcomers. <laughs> uh, but it, like, you kind of hit the nail right on the head. You, you also have those those so-called wrestling fans that really don't know the business the way that you know even a general knowledge wrestling fan would because this is kind of basic knowledge i mean again i brought up the joker earlier just think of any comic book villain and see how far they're willing to go to get their point across uh, whether it's world domination or, or what have you and that's exactly what is being said here with with Sammy Callahan and the all the other instances too, where they're bad guys, and you don't have to like the situation of where they they where this all started with. Obviously, nobody should like the fact that a guy almost got his head smashed in, almost Negan style, if you will. Yeah, I mean we're not we're not trying to. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, that is not cool. <laughs> We're not we're we're not happy with him almost ending a, a career here. That's that's not the issue here. That's not the issue here at all. The the thing is though, it happened, and he's okay. So now what? Do you you have now you have this this weird moment, or or, or for to some it's a weird moment to where it's well we it happened. Nobody's nobody's dead. So, what if, just what if, we roll with it? And that's exactly what he did here. And, again, it's not the first guy to ever do this. I can guarantee you he will not be the last. <laughs> he definitely won't be the last. <laughs> and uh, and so, this is just, again, wrestling coming full circle. This is not, This is one of those angles that it's it's designed to piss you off. To make you think, to make you wonder what you're watching, uh, and and to really tear down that dressing room a little bit. And again, wrestling's fake, but just what if? What if it's real sometimes? Because this is where wrestling becomes real. And a lot of the the fans that don't understand that, you just you're gonna have to broaden your horizons a little bit and step out of the. WWE universe or whatever universe you're in and realize that these things do happen. And once you let go of your your negative thoughts of it, you're really, you come to think about it, you're really watching something special. Because, 
a guy like Sammy Callahan, whether you like him or not, he doesn't come around very often. often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of courage because you really he's part of the group Ohio versus everything. It's Sammy Callahan versus everyone in, in the wrestling business. Right now, yeah. And you know, that's that's a really dangerous thing to do. Speaking of this, there's one instance that uh, we should reflect upon right now, and that is the the incident with um, Sexy Star. Yeah. That happened, what? Triple Mania so, 2017. Okay. I forgot all about that until you said that. Yeah, so again, similar situation. Again, not, not completely exact, but similar. So Sexy Star... Was put in. Uh, it was she. She put. I forget what submission move it was. I think it was an armbar. It was. It was an armbar. It was right? an armbar. She put on to. I forget. Drawing a blank on her name. TNA wrestler. Uh, Rosemary. Wrestler. Rosemary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She put an armbar on her. And the match is over. She went. Sexy Star wins the match. Retains her, her title. And she doesn't let go. She doesn't let go. And she she got vilified for what she did. But also, to, to make my point here, she also didn't embrace it. No. There was no... She didn't embrace the any of the heel, the heel negative shit that comes with being a heel. <laughs> and she should have. Because I guarantee you, she wouldn't be blackballed from places. She, I, she would be in fucking demand right now. Yeah, you know, you know with the sexy star thing, too, it's... it's What's different about it is that you can't call this an accident. She blatantly kept her in that arm bar, and she she put her arm on a socket. I don't think she's competed since uh, since that's happened. Yeah, to my knowledge, she she hasn't, and if she has, it's been very low key. No pun intended. She uh, she has competed. No, yeah, no, that was it. That was her last time. So there you go, because she uh, essentially right after everybody was calling her out, like you're not going to work for us because you're legitimately trying to hurt talent. Yeah, she should have. She should have embraced it and went with it, and eventually some would have. Someone would have been there to to get her and put to be put on their show. Ladies and gentlemen, pe- people, whether you like to admit it or not, people are infatuated by monsters. They're infatuated by. The dark side, you know. You look at again. I, I keep bringing up Hollywood all the time or, or comics, but you look at some of the most famous characters. Many of them are are villains. They stand out for a reason. So when you have somebody like that, and I don't condone the sexy star thing at all by any means, but when you have something like that, you're right. She she thought in, in her head that after doing that. She was still going to be this crazy big baby face, that and that was going to be her draw. You go back there, and you have a locker room that's like, what the fuck? Vampiro had to kick her out because it was like, what are you, what are you doing? Because Vampiro, I, he's one of the head guys in AAA, and it was like, what what is what is going on? Like people are after your head right now. Like you just need to go. And I remember. So many people, like you said, were just like, she's not welcome in my locker room. Cody Rhodes was one of them. And it was, and which is, which is crazy that he didn't, mention, he didn't even talk about anything Impact Wrestling because of, of the fallout he had with them. But, yeah, it's one of those things where she was blackballed, but she could probably still get work. 
Someone, like you said, someone was would probably be willing to take her if she would have stuck with it and just rolled with it, yeah. and and embraced the all the negativity. Someone would have signed her, yeah, because she would have been ultra fucking heel. And guess what? That's what you want. I I do remember Rosemary even even saying that she would that she holds no hard feelings towards. Towards sexy star, like there you go. That, it, it happened, and, and you know what? That again, that would have been a plus for the situation had they, had she went ahead do and, another match with her. Yeah, you know, have have the have the hero at the end of the day get her revenge on the evil sexy star, and that's good TV. That's good booking, right? That's there. good booking. Yeah. Again, why do you watch Batman? Why do you read Batman? What? Because. Beats up bad guys. <laughs> yeah. He's a baby you face. Know, I'm not watching him because, you know, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to see Batman cooking at home or anything like that, you know, <laughs> playing cards with Alfred. Like, I, I don't want to see that shit. I, I want to see him fight the Joker and, you know, and all those other characters. So that's, that's, again, it, we, we have a wrestling business that no matter what era you're watching, it's always going to be dominated by, Baby faces versus heels. Why not have your heels be mega heels? Why do they have to stop at just being, well, he doesn't get along with this guy? Why not be to where, how are you going to stop somebody that's willing to go this far? Think of it like like Braun Strowman. I, I hate to bring this guy up, but again, he's that character that, well, how do you stop this monster? Well, that's what Sammy Callahan is. He's just not as big as Braun Strowman. He's better but he's not as big. But it's the same same thought process. How do you stop a Sammy Callahan that has has no boundaries? Essentially, that's what the WWE has now done with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Because after this fucking shambles of a pay-per-view called the Greatest Royal Rumble. Are you saying it's not the Greatest Royal Rumble? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Allah. I, <laughs> I think I just lost another toe. <laughs> That's what they're doing with with Brock Lesnar. Don't get me wrong. I can't fucking stand Brock Lesnar. I don't want him around at all. But guess what? He's, for all intent and purposes, he's a fucking ultra heel right now. Everybody's tired of him having that fucking belt. Yeah. Holding it hostage. Everybody's tired of him pulling his bullshit. And guess what? Rightfully so. They should be. But he's doing... His job is a heel, whether you like him or not. And I can't stand him. And I'm telling you, he's doing his job. And not only that, but they, they're marketing this they're, now. Yeah, not, well, finally. Yeah. Because for a while, there it was just him being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're marketing it as such. And guess what? Like it or not, you're going to tune in and you're going to see you're gonna see him. Uh, you're going you're gonna to watch him go against Roman Reigns, whether it be in a cage or in a street fight or on Raw or on pay-per-view, what have you. You're gonna you're gonna sit and watch. So he's doing his job. Yeah, and 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 then with the Sammy Callahan thing again, so many people are now saying that he's unsafe. Look again, he's not the first guy to, to do this. You know, we 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 talked again earlier. Owen Hart. Are you gonna try to tell me that Owen Hart was an unsafe worker? Owen Hart was one of the greatest professional wrestlers to ever step into foot in that ring. One of the best technicians, mat technicians. He fucked up. He fucked up Rowley in one match, and it cost almost cost Austin his his, his career, his life, the broken neck, and 
he just said, you know what? We're going to run with this. We're, exactly. We're going to run We're going to run with it. I want to make a t-shirt. I'm going to mock you. I'm going to ta- I'm gonna use your own slogan, Austin316, and on the back of it, I'm going to say, I just broke your neck. What an insult that is. Yeah, he should have apologized behind the, in the backstage areas or behind the scenes. And that's where Bret Hart has even come out and said that's where he was disappointed with his brother. He should have done that. Done that. And I agree with that. Uh, because, again, when you're inside that ring, the most important person in that ring is the other person. Is the other person. You're supposed to protect them. And they're supposed to protect you. Things happen, and nobody should be held, you know, not say accountable. They should be held accountable. Nobody should be vilified for it unless it was intentional. And even then, like you said with the sexy star thing, you could run with it too. But the point is, things happen. Get over it. Get over it. Don't dwell on things like that. Instead, embrace the fact that these parties, because in the sense of Owen Hart and Stone Cold, Stone Cold said Ripper was pretty much okay with it. I mean, obviously he did it. Yeah, he went. He went with the program. I mean, I know there was resentment, and I don't blame him for having resentment for Owen Hart. Again, that was a big deal, and that cost him. That really took years off his career. As Definitely, we, as we'd eventually see. But, but you have to get over it. You got to get over and, it, and then do what's best for you and get over. If you don't know what we're talking about here. Owen Hart vs. Stone Cold Steve Austin took place at SummerSlam 1997. You can catch that on the WWE Network. If you don't have a subscription to WWE Network, please get yourself a subscription. Visit our website, 20x20crew.com. Slash slash podcast. podcast Slash WWE Network. It's all one word, folks. All one word. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. If you already don't have a subscription, check it out. You can more than likely also catch that um, the ECW footage with Chris Benoit and Sabu. Yeah. So that's on there too. All on the network right there, ready and, and, uh, and able for you to watch. We're going to wrap things up this week. And uh, in the meantime, your homework... Is to go just <laughs> experience what real heels do. Yeah. Take take the time out and just try to see it from our point of view, and and go you know go go watch whatever you watch normally, whether it be the WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact Wrestling, whatever flavor of wrestling you watch, watch and pay attention to the bad guys, folks, and and think about what the, what they can do to become better bad guys. I do want to say one thing. I, I want to mention one of my one of my personal favorites here is CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk, when he was in WWE, he kind of felt stagnant a little bit, and and Vince said, "I'm thinking about making you heal," uh, and but I'm not so sure that you 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 you're cut out for this. And CM Punk this is like he's laughing. He's laughing at at, at Vince and. Vince is uh, he's just completely baffled. Why why are you laughing? Like I don't think you understand what I'm saying. He's like, "No, you want to make me heal. Like you finally set me free." <laughs> People want to be heels. Reason why is because you your ceiling, your glass ceiling just raised 
about 20 feet at least. That's why we say pay attention to what they do because it's very intriguing. To be a bad guy, to be a heel, your job, again, is to get that crowd to not like you. That's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, you can be a shitty wrestler. That's, I guess that's easy. You can not be good. But, but, then, but that's not being a heel. But that's not being a heel. That's being Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, there's, there's two there's totally different things here. So pay attention to that. It's, it's really... It's really entertaining. There's a reason why I went growing, you know, I, when she was growing up, I'm older than her, but my my youngest sister would always say, you you just love the heels. And I was like, well, I like the heels for a reason, because they're entertaining to watch when done correctly. It's funny you mentioned CM Punk and, and Vince McMahon. When he, around the time he got his first tryout with WWE, uh, this was quite a while ago, there was... Uh, there was a report, I believe, in the Observer, which is Dave Meltzer's newsletter, yeah, where CM Punk had this big opportunity to go work a dark match, and he missed his flight, and he didn't make the dark match, and so of course it pissed a lot of people off. Well, CM Punk shows up, and you know he's like, "Okay, I'm here now," and everybody was pissed off like you you're a fucking idiot you missed your, your, you know <laughs> whatever your reason is for being late or not here like this is bullshit and he just kind of went with it and like hey shit happens yeah and he had that he had, just because he had like a, a lax attitude towards it cuz there was nothing you could do the flight was missed he missed the flight it's not like he could just magically fucking appear and teleport there <laughs> but he used that as part of his tryout eventually and they Vince didn't get it Vince it, it was it was like it was like a, a totally fucking heel move completely wasted on ignorance yeah and to think had Vince embraced CM Punk as a heel way back then think of how much bigger he would be yeah at, you know what I mean absolutely but that's your that's your <laughs> speaking of CM Punk though too uh, CM Punk, the Summer of Punk. Do you remember that? Yes. Summer of Punk, officially the whole um, chronology of that has been released on the Honor Club. Oh. That, How can they get uh, you can You Honor can Club? get information on an Honor Club subscription over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash honor club again that's all one word it'll also be on our ring of honor page you can check that out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash roh do yourself a favor check out that summer of punk yeah good stuff very very good stuff cm punk i miss you come back (laughs) i got to meet him yeah that that was cool that was really cool he was a he was a really down earth dude so that was really cool um but yeah in the meantime Go go watch some heels and get back to us. We'd love to hear what you think. Who's your favorite heel? What is your favorite heel move? Oh, things, God, yeah. Yeah, things like that. Definitely collaborate with us. Be it, be, bring out your inner heel and get creative with your answers. I, really, I want to <laughs> yes. hear this. I want to, I want to really interested to hear because just like with everything else, there's no wrong answer. I mean, whatever you like. If, if, if a Sammy Callahan is not your taste of a heel... I want to know what is. We're going to be your willing baby faces. So <laughs> in order to do that, you can catch us on Instagram at Instagram.com 
slash 20x20crew. You can catch us on Twitter at 20x20crew. You can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20. You can catch us on uh, our wrestling group on Facebook. If you're not a member, it's free to join. Just get a hold of one of us uh, through the page. And as long as you're you're uh, willing to be a wrestling fan, that's all we ask is that you, you be ask. a wrestling fan. Join but, the conversation with join fellow the, wrestling yeah, fans join the as conversation. well as Joe and myself. And and please, uh, you can do that. Search us on Facebook. Uh, search for Twenty X Twenty Crew. No, I'm sorry, Twenty X Twenty Wrestling Talk. And then obviously our, our home base on on the interwebs there is Twenty X Twenty Crew dot com. Did we mention YouTube? Please. please oh, my God. Please, please. We are on YouTube. You can go to 20x20crew.com and uh, search for our YouTube information. We need subscribers. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Please. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Yes. Tell their parents. I'm. Hey, I'm interested in what mom and dad think about heels and baby faces. Yeah. So. He- heels of their era. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I bet your dad knows at least one. So... There you go. My dad is the heel. (laughs) (laughs) He's the ultimate heel. And with that, we're going to bid you adieu for another week. Uh, As always, please support professional wrestling of all kinds. Hashtag support the heels. Hashtag support the baby faces. Till then, I've been Matt. I'm Joe. And we'll see see you in the the ring. ring.